127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry 127 at FBC Bryan. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. And we hope that this resource is growing in a relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yo, 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 what is up, podcast world? We are back this Thursday. Yep, it wasn't podcast crew this week. <laughs> Y'all weren't ready for that one. <laughs> we're back this Thursday? Yeah. Or we're back today? Today. This Thursday, today is the same same day. I don't think that's right. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> seven days from I'll, now? I'll see you this Thursday. Seven days from now? No, we're not getting into this <laughs> argument because you are wrong. <laughs> this Thursday would be next Thursday. Today. What? Today what? is Thursday. This Thursday is today. <laughs> oh, my word. I don't know what you're talking about. This dude's broken. I'm not broken. Actually, I am broken. Yeah. But I've been redeemed. Oh my! I've been you ain't wrong. Put together because of Christ's work on the cross. I wish that the Bible would explain to you how to talk about days of the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, okay. I was doing the math. People have no idea what we're talking about. So we have to explain this. But I was doing doing math, which I'm not very good at. <laughs> he and was I, arguing with a mathematics major and John, who might as well be a mathematics major. I would have been com- I would have been completely off on Easter. What? what? <laughs> they both said what at the same time. <laughs> that was so funny. What are you talking about? No, How do so, we get to Easter? No, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, so three days, right? Three days. We're talking in the tomb? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I would have been, I would have thought he's resurrected on Monday based, by, based off my math. I'm exposing myself here. Yeah. Because I would have gone. Three days like, from now. Saturday would be day one. Yeah. Because that's the first full day. Sunday is day two. Monday's day three. Yeah. So I would have been off by a day. This man been celebrating Easter on the wrong day. He's like, why are we doing it on Sunday? Well, yeah. Good Friday still is good Friday, though. All day. It is a good Friday. That's why he so, was resurrected on the third day, not three days from now. Three days from Facts. now. That, okay. No one's going to side with me on this, but it just, yeah. I, it breaks my brain that like a week from now. Yes. Well, what's a week from now? If you were, <laughs> if you were to say, "Hey, John, let's meet a week from now," yeah, then I would say, "Let's meet next Thursday." Okay, so we're what's seven days from now? Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> that just breaks my brain, dude. Because <laughs> a week is seven days. Yeah, but uh, but Thursday to Thursday is eight. <laughs> That's why on the calendar it doesn't go like Sunday to Sunday. It goes Sunday to Saturday. That's your week. Thank you. Is it? Uh, no, they. I, I looked at the yeah. board behind. This man was trying to do the math on the whiteboard behind me. That wasn't me. That was you trying to prove me wrong. No, you were on the whiteboard though. No, that was so well, I think. I don't know what's going on, but they erased it. He can't remember. I'm, I'm getting old. All I'm saying is, there's got to be someone else that, out there that just just makes sense to them either. There's been three minutes Probably. talking about stuff that nobody knows yeah. what, what <laughs> we're talking about. Probably other communication majors. We just. I doubt it. We just put ourselves in a league of our own. I know. Everybody's there. Like I was going to say everybody's looking at us, but soon enough. Yeah. Soon enough. Yeah. They may be. Hopefully. Podcast maybe. studio upgrade. Yeah. There's, there's some big things happening. Hopefully the web. I know going all out. We'll hopefully be in there. What next semester and then camera stuff. Shortly after shortly yeah. after sometime. Make it happen. Know. We're going to make it happen. It's going to be great. Last night was a fun time though, too. Oh my. I don't know. I don't oh know. My. What, I don't know what y'all thought about it. I, I don't know how the, we, I heard the girls went well. Yeah. We started off really well. 
like an hour in, well, we were tame. Like we were fine. Obviously we had some interesting outfit choices. Yeah, we, so last night we had like the end of year kind of celebration with our freshman guys. Went to Big Shots and we, we, on, we all took bets, or not bets, but we all said ahead of time, like we were probably going to get kicked out with some of these guys. And if y'all know the freshman guys, you would understand. Yeah. They were phenomenal the first hour. Oh. Outside of the wild. outfits of like some like random like the the white tank top wife beaters, some like pajama pants, the bucket hats, face Eye paint. Black, yeah. Everyone had some nasty gold chain on. Drip. It was pretty funny. But Shout then out John Bacon. Then we hit we hit halfway through. And oh my. I I'll say we we had four guys leave with no shirt. I think once people left beside us, <laughs> it's a weird statement. <laughs> it is true. People probably just clicked off this podcast right <laughs> now. <They were> like <laughs> what? <laughs> we out of here. I think it was when people left, people were like, our guys were just like, yeah, this is it. This is our time. Yeah. And I don't, whose idea was it to rip off the first one? Cause it was, it was based off. If you haven't seen the video and you're like not in the freshman guys, like I guess sphere, there was, I guess a TikTok or something. And where it's like, Hey, can I, like I need a napkin or something or something. Grip yeah. Or, yeah. That was Cooper. Cooper started it. Yeah. That makes sense. Because there was what, there was, there's three dudes wearing wife beaters and then Cooper was wearing some like just tank top, weird tank top. And they were it's like, a, yo, we got grip check someone. And it went from there. And someone dared Max. He was, I think it was you too. You were like, what you need to do is you need to yeah. put mustard <laughs> on your hands and then put it on your mouth. Cause you need a napkin. And then you, you ask Cooper and then Cooper rips it off John Andrew. That man straight up grabs the ketchup right into his hand, smears it all over his face, and it changed <laughs> he, colors. He went all out. I'm colorblind, but that, that ketchup changed colors fast on his face. It was it was something. If you want a video, come find us. We'll show you. Or go look at our one of our Instagrams because yeah, <laughs> it's, it's probably it's on there. there. It's, it's going to be tough oh, for them to get a job. Oh, man. Real tough. <laughs> it, was awesome. it was awesome. Yeah, Max is going to have trouble getting a job after all this stuff gets out. <laughs> All this ketchup on his face. He's going to be at a business meeting that there's food there. And the, the, the range of like outfits that were at there. I mean, you had Cole who showed up and like looked like he just got off tour. Like out <laughs> that there. Dude like, is, war- that dude's incredible. He's incredible. He was warming up while we were playing. Like at mm-hmm. big shots, he was warming up and people were sitting there waiting. Um, every swing. It was awesome. That's and crazy. then, But then you have other guys who like their their shorts are like three inch in seams. Yeah. I don't know what was leg going tats. on. Yeah, leg tats. I don't know whoever. <laughs> fake, fake leg tats. Fake leg tats, yes. I got home and told Caleb they were real. I don't know how much he believed me. Probably not. Hopefully none. Yeah, he's smart. Well, listen to this transition. Speaking of community <laughs> and how quickly sometimes those can turn into not so godly community. Um, I'm not claiming. I, I feel like our guys are pretty godly. They're getting there. They're growing a lot. Like I remember they my are. freshman year. Um, but there are also sometimes that it can turn into a, an exclusive group, also known as a clique. If you don't know that term, I'm sure we'll probably define it here in a second. I, Webster, I said, Webster over I, here. Yeah. I sent Zach the, uh, the <laughs> idea and I didn't, John, how do you spell click? Uh, I'm bad at spelling, but C L I Q U E. Did you know that before? Is that, is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, I spelled it like click a button. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and he was like, you spelled that wrong. I was like, hold up. What? I knew exactly what he was talking about, but I was like, yeah, that's not it. Sorry. Community. Back to what you were saying. No, yeah. Community versus C-L-I-C-K. We're talking about community versus clicking. Yeah. So basically the idea of this podcast today is simply sort of defining what a community is and what a click is and sort of the differentiation between the two. So if y'all could 
define sort of what community is, especially like godly community? Who's going to see that stare. <laughs> just see see who moves first. I'm going to cut that out right there. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny in the vehicle when that happens, you're like, I think the podcast just died because it gets real quiet yeah. real quick. Um, defining biblical community. Uh, I mean, pretty simple. Um, this is the, the relationships that you have off the cuff, the relationships that you have within the confines of the local church, um, whose primary purpose is to see you grow in godliness. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, I'll stop there. That that's like the off the cuff, simple mm. definition of it. Yeah, I was gonna say like um, community of Christians. They were basically centered around the gospel of Christ and seeking to carry out that mission. Um, yeah, is pretty similar definition, but that's kind of my short and sweet definition of it. So y'all would say it's more focused on not even so much your own personal growth, but the growth of other people within that community. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think that, that those don't have to be mutually exclusive. Yeah. But yeah. I think that it's, they're both true. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to define what is a click here in a little bit. Am I right on that? Go for it. Honestly, what, what is a click, man? What is a click? Hey, guess who looked it up in the dictionary? <laughs> This guy. Webster. Yeah, good old Webster. Um, well, dictionary says, a small group of people who spend time together and who are not friendly to other people. Um, and so I think, I actually, I like that definition. I think the first part is a small group of people who spend time together. There's nothing wrong with that. There's zero things wrong with that. That's what community looks like, is people spending time together. And I think that's a really cool thing. But then it says, and. And it's that second part is where you're like, oh. Hmm. And it's who are not friendly to other people. And I think that looks in a, a lot of different ways. I really like that we're going this kind of clicker community route um, on this week's episode because I think it goes hand in hand with what we were talking about last week. It is what we're, John said that gossip is the opposite of the gospel, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think that community, I said it a second, uh, second ago, is centered around the gospel. Biblical community is centered around the gospel. And at times, I think clicks is sometimes and most often centered around gossip and it is not living out the gospel. And so I think it, I think this week's podcast goes pretty hand in hand with last week and what it, what does it look like within a group of people this time? And so. What'd you say the end of that was of click? They're not friendly. Who are not friendly to other people. To other people or to other people who aren't like them. Just said who are. Yeah. The exact definition of who are not friendly to other people. Yeah, and in my mind, I think I gotta gotta push that a little bit farther because like a click, a click is, becomes a click because you've surrounded yourself with people who are like, like you, you or yeah. who think like you, um, and I think that you're probably pretty quick to welcome people that are like that mm. into the group. Like there's there's a stipulation or a requirement that you have to meet um, to to fit within that box. Mm -hmm. Um, now we could say that about biblical community, I guess it's like, well, in order for you to be in biblical community, you have to be a Christ follower. Mm. But outside of that, I don't know if we have another, what's the other requirement for you to be in biblical community that separates it from being a click or is biblical community just like a big giant click? Golly, that would probably break my brain. <laughs> uh, eight days. <laughs> eight of them. I don't know. All eight of those things. Um, I guess... 
sort of kind of going off the rails a little bit here, what would y'all say, like, if you were, you don't have to nail it down to one, but if you were tried to kind of narrow it down to one, maybe two, maybe even three, if you just can't think really diligently, um, huh? how would you, how would you sort of distinguish between a godly community and a clique, even like in the sphere of like a church? Cause I think cliques can form in churches. I could argue that all day. Yeah. Um, how would you sort of differentiate the two? I... I think especially growing up in the church, especially here at A&M and after A&M is being involved in um, churches and ministries throughout my entire time here. And even now still is I've seen beautiful community. I, I like I, I genuinely I think I've been a part of beautiful community. I've gotten to see it through other people, through ministries, through churches, whatever it is. And it, it is so evident that the community is there. But in those times, I've also seen some like very detrimental clicks. Um, and, and what I mean by that is I, I think when you look at these groups, you can tell by the fruit of these groups as well is in that community. It's going to be, it doesn't matter if you like sports, you don't like sports, you're a girl or a guy, you, whatever you're from a big city like Dallas, you're from a small town, like Kilgore 903, whatever it is, it's like, it doesn't matter is, is the communities is they, you'll typically they, they tend to grow. Um, and, and I think it's been a really cool thing to see within like our Bible studies at times, um, is, is our Bible studies are growing because of the community they're building. And if you walk into those Bible studies right now is no, like there's very few people in that group that are just very, very similar. There's some people who have similarities, but there's also yep. very different people in those groups, but it's because of the community. And again, that they're centering themselves around the gospel, that those groups are continuing to grow and are going to the point now where we're having to make space for more community hmm. and adding Bible studies. But then you look at clicks. And in very, very quickly, a community can turn into a clique. And a lot of times I think cliques, specifically in the Christian bubble, Christian community, whatever you want to call it, are formed like within that community as you take this small group of people who are like-minded, um, who like maybe the same things or are on the same page, and they start spending a lot of time together. That's not a bad thing. Again, it's not a bad thing to spend time with people. But then they move from centering themselves around the gospel to centering themselves around themselves and what they're talking about. And I think that's the easiest thing to point out is, I don't, what was your question of like, <laughs> how do you... What's wh the, like, what's the main, like, main, main differences difference. between a godly community versus a yeah. clique? I think it's, like I said, centered around the gospel and one's going to be centered around gossip and whatever. But it's like, what are you talking about? What What is the most... The topic of conversation. Yeah, what is your topic of conversation? And, and community, it's, it's typically going to be building others up, serving others. Whereas this clique is going to be tearing people down, um, not building others up. And it's going to be really, really tight knit. And typically people are going to be being pushed away from that group. And that group is going to be secluded. Hmm. Is they're going to sit at a table and they're going to look at each other. And anybody who tries to join in is going to be sitting on the outside of the table. And it looks and it's like, hmm. oh, like that. It, it's just that's a quick definition, yep. not even definition example of me. And just I, I think you could tell about their fruits and who's in the group and who's leaving the group and all that good stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think um, trying to simplify it in my brain, um, which is a dangerous game to play. Uh, I think a, yeah. a clique celebrates, or a clique is formed and um, functions or celebrates who the individual is. Mm. And Christian community, biblical community um, is more focused on who you are becoming. Mm-hmm. 
And so like in the click, if you begin to shift outside of and let I'm trying to think of like the stereotypical click, like skater kids. All right. When when you when you stop dressing, when you stop dressing like the skater kid or you stop skating or all of those and you you shift Hmm. out of that, then you're not welcomed in that anymore. Where in biblical community, I think the the end goal should always be, is this person growing mm-hmm. in godliness? Are they taking steps? Are, yeah. uh, are these things happening? And that should be the thing that's celebrated in biblical community where a click is more like, I'm going to celebrate who you are. Hmm. You're welcome because of who you yeah. are. And the opposite would be true for biblical community. Yeah, that's really good. And I, I kind of want to transition here too, um, because I think <clears throat> like we understand like, okay, this is bad and then biblical community is good, but can you all sort of touch on why godly community is so important to the believer and also on the other end of like how are clicks so detrimental? I'm going to push it into like our walks with Christ. Not so much like we'll get into how it affects others here in a second, but um, more so like how does it affect your walk with Christ and why is it so detrimental? Bunch of things. Uh, the, this could go on for a long, long time. Um, yeah. Like community, biblical community is necessary. One, um, because it's it's how you thrive in your um, relationship with Christ, Proverbs twenty uh, twenty seven seventeen. I mean, iron sharpens iron. You want you want to grow in your relationship with Jesus. You do that with other people. Mm-hmm. God ordained it that way. It's it's what we see as the narrative throughout all of Scripture. And so you can't get out of that. If if you are listening and you go, I can do this by myself, then it, the enemy has fooled you straight up, and you you will fail. There's no way around that. Um, the Bible is pretty clear on that. You don't do this alone. And so when, when you think about doing life with people, you go clicks. I mean, clicks can be that and biblical community can be that. But that's mm-hmm. the first one that jumps out to me is it's necessary for your growth. It's necessary for you to have a thriving relationship with God. Mm-hmm. One. Yeah. <laughs> you, you need that community. I think it's a, it's a very, very important thing. And I'm trying to like, why is godly community so important? It's like, I look back at my life, the times that, and again, I mean, I'm just going to reiterate what John said, but the times that I have, I've, my community has been lacking and I haven't been invested and leaning and relying on my community are the times that my walk with the Lord has been the weakest. And it's because in those times of trusting and, and, um, putting myself in a place of community where I'm surrounded by believers and brothers and sisters in Christ is that they can challenge and encourage me to equip me. But then I also look back at clicks. It's like even sometimes it's like I've pulled people from those communities and formed a click with them. And typically, yes, my walk with the Lord may be decent and, and at that time, but it's not what it has been within a true like biblical community, biblical community. And it's because our conversation has shifted um, from, again, what John said is like it, it shifted away from like um, who who we are and who we are becoming in Christ rather than what we are doing at that moment um, and who we are in that moment. And so. Um, I, I think biblical community also for a lot of people in college ministry, um, I, I see this mindset a lot and, and we combat it with some things that we set up. But even last night, uh, looking around at those guys and looking at that picture and, and thinking back to August yeah. when we didn't know um, any of them to where we were at last night, the conversations are different. Mm. Um, the openness towards each other is different and, and every group is going to be uniquely wired. And so the, the momentum that, that relationships uh, begin to form are different in all those spaces. But we also have to understand like Christian community doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you don't, you know, in the college mission space, you don't just like, Hey, I found my community. I'm done. That That's not it. I mean, it's, it's commitment and it's time and all of those things. And so we see it, but we're only a semester in with, mm. with, with these freshman guys, for example. 
So we know that it doesn't happen overnight. But because of that, when you find it hmm. and you've engaged with it, then then you can trust relationships so much more. It becomes something that you can lean you can lean into. Like I'm I'm kind of dumbfounded, and I'm not putting anybody on blast like this, but but those freshman guys that have already committed to be roommates with each other, yeah, like it's that, so fun. Yeah, like I love that, but at the same time, I'm going, do you really know each other yet, or are you going to murder each other next year? Yeah, um, because <laughs> and we're not going to say the names, but those guys that are choosing to live together, that is. That's a zoo. That's a it's human a, zoo in an it's apartment. It's a group. <laughs> um, a lot of energy. Yeah, it's going to be, it'll be a blast. Like, it'll be stories um, to be to be told out of that place. But it'll be relationships that they just can really, really trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that always happens. I'm going to hype it up. Like, that happens within the local church. <clears throat> and even so, like, I don't want to negate um, student orgs, which is what we have to do with. You can find that type of community and impact. You can find that type of community to be a Sam. You can find that type of community, in a lot of spaces. Um, but it should be all of those organizations exist to push you into the into local, local church, church anyway. Yeah. Um, and so it takes time. And so you grow and you trust, um, in that, and it's wrapped up in common biblical interest. Um, and so your trust grows in that. You're growing to be more godly. You're growing to know and to trust more people. You, you surround yourself with people that have your back. All of those things are true in biblical community. Hmm. As we were sort of honestly getting ready for this um, episode, I'd, I had this weird picture and y'all can totally combat this and probably refute this real fast. Um, but I sort of got this picture of to see like visually a difference between a community and a clique is obviously any sort of community, whether it be a godly community or a clique, like you're in a circle. It's kind of a picture that I have, so just imagine with me. You're in a circle. He's doing hand motions. Yeah. Um, in a clique, you're facing the inside of the circle. You're focusing on the things you have in common. You're looking at each other. Yeah. You're welcoming the insiders. But in biblical community, you're facing outward, still in a circle, still in a community, um, but welcoming the outsiders, not the insiders. Um, and that's sort of the picture that I got sort of brainstorming about this. They look a little dumbfounded. I don't know if they agree with this. Um, you take a breath over there. No, I mean, you, you basically just dropped the Matthew nine, Matt's house, yep. all of those things, type of, type of language on there um, with what that looks like, because the, the inward look at, look at us mindset is pharisaical where Jesus in the midst of dining at Matt's house um, understands or perceives their thoughts, I think is what scripture says in Matthew chapter nine, because the Pharisees are outside the door going, who is this teacher of yours that dines with these sinners? Mm. Um, and in, in our kind of modern language, he basically says, it's the, who needs a doctor? Those who are healthier, those who are sick. And I didn't come to cuddle with the insiders, but I came to welcome the outsiders. Mm. Old school is, um, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. I didn't come for the righteous, but for sinners. And, and so that, like that mindset of biblical community, that's what it's going to begin to do to you. Um, it's, I'm not going to refute like that because I think it's actually a pretty, um, clear model for ministry where people experience Christ and they're looking in, um, for growth and, and all these things that are essential how do I grow in my relationship with Christ? How am I being encouraged in my faith? How am I learning these things? It's about me for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but soon that all shifts. Yeah. Um, and then they begin to turn and look out. Okay, now that I have this foundation, then what? Um, and in order to grow in that foundation, th- it, is, it is sped up in community. Mm-hmm. Again, that's why it's so essential. The things that you learn. Um, here, here's a, 
we'll go this way. One of the big difference between clicks and biblical community also that helps with that is that that you're going to come to the table with people that don't think the same way that you do, um, yeah. that have a different theological approach than you do, that can that can disagree on secondary and tertiary issues um, with you. And our college ministry is filled with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where people come up and go, "You said this. Do you really think that? Yeah, I do. Mm. Well, I think this. Cool. Yeah. Are we good with that? Yeah, 100 percent. Because it doesn't affect the gospel, mm. and it's not 100 percent clear in scripture. So we have the ability to th- to think that way. But in that, I get to hear their insight, and it helps me continue to grow, to continue to understand God, to see a different perspective. All of those increase my ability to um, to grow my relationship with Christ, and again, turn and look out instead of trying to figure out how to look in. Yeah, I I really like that that circle analogy, and I think John kind of hit it a little bit, but I think there's there's times within a biblical community is that, yes, we we are supposed to be facing out and, and looking for those people. But there's also sometimes like selfishly, like you're going through a hard spot. You're yeah. you're really early in your walk with the Lord that you need to be focused facing inside so you can grow yourself. But I think is is when you get stuck facing the inside is when you start to that, that click starts to come into play. And then I'm going to put it this way is I think one of the most detrimental things about a click is it can be disguised as Christian community very, mm-hmm. very easily. Because, I mean, if you if you go over over this circle of people and you're looking from above, it's going to be very hard to tell whether they're facing in or out. Um, but it still looks like a circle. And I think a lot of times cliques very easily disguise themselves and people within those cliques can trick themselves into thinking, oh, no, I'm involved in a in very healthy community. But it's because they're like, they, they can look very similar, but it's which way are you facing? And I think... The, the one of the biggest things is like when you're standing in this circle is I think that that clicks are going to be again, they're going to be facing inside and their their hands are going to be interlocked. Like what is it? Red Rover come over or whatever. What is, what's a Red Rover? Red, Ro- is there, Red their, Rover. Is there their arms are going to be linked. Hands are going to be linked and no one's going to be getting into that group. Hmm. But biblical biblical community is, yes, they're gonna, there's going to be some times they're facing inside, but they're going to be turned outside and their arms aren't linked, but their hands are open. Yep. And they're like, hey, like, come and join us. Um, and they're, they're greeting you with open arms, whereas that click is they're going to be locked and no one's coming in. Um, and, and so I think that is like probably one of the scariest, most detrimental things about clicks is they can be disguised and people can trick themselves that are within that click, how that they're in this really healthy biblical community that when they're even when they're not. Um, and I think that's just it, it's a very scary thing to be putting yourself into. It's hmm, good. Um, so for for the believer listening, I hope at this point, if they didn't already know, clicks are they're detrimental and they can be damaging, um, to not only their own walks, but, um, to other people as well. So how can one, um, avoid sort of forming a click or maybe they've kind of realized, Oh, I'm in a community that may like start leaning that way. Um, how can you avoid that? Or how can you sort of break out of that if you're already kind of, um, headed into that space? Oh, that's, it's, it's so difficult. I think, because I think a lot of people, the, the struggle of identifying whether you're in a click or not is very difficult at times because, yeah. like I said, I think it's very easy for Satan to, to mess with you and even yourself to to convince yourself that you're not in a click when you are. And and again, it's like, how do you identify that? Again, it's like the again, I go back to what is the majority of your conversation about? Like, is it is it about who you are right now and who that group is right now? Or like John said, is it about who we're becoming? Um, and then is. My, my thing with the click is, is that group basically the same every single time? Mm. It's like if you're sitting at a table 
is like yes like we all know like the the when you sit at a table there's people pull up chairs afterwards yeah. is like that click is going to be the same group that has their chairs like under the table or next to it and then there's people on that like outside who are trying to get in but aren't let in and so i think it's first identifying and looking at these things and looking back and be like okay like are, are more people coming into our group because the biblical community we should be continuing to grow mm-hmm. um, as a community there is no reason for christian community to stop growing Clicks are going to stop growing typically, unless you, you pull in somebody very similar and like-minded. It happens very little that you pull in a couple more to a click because you're already so tight-knit. Mm-hmm. But Christian community is, again, I go back to look at your growth. Is If you're continuing to grow um, by a good amount, you're probably in a good, healthy biblical community. If you're not, you're probably in a click. And, and so it's like, how how do I identify that? Is, is Answer some of those questions. Is Look within yourself. What are our conversations about? What are, what are the people in our group look like? Are we bringing in new people? And if you are involved in community, continue to do that continue to bring in people but if you realize like oh man like i might be in a clique because i'm hanging out with person a b c and d that's the only people i'm hanging out with i only talk to them we don't let others in is is have a conversation with them i think again you you ask this um in a way of like for the christian for the christian listening to this thinking is it more than likely if you're in a clique with someone they're probably other christians and they're going to be grown up enough to handle a conversation of like hey like, I, I love this, but we, I think we have moved from community into a click. So how do we get back out of that? We now have to face out with open arms. And, and so it's having that conversations and hopefully they're mature enough to be able to handle that and be like, oh, yeah, like that doesn't mean we can't ever hang out again. Let's hang out, but let's invite new people. Let's do yeah. things where there's more than just us five involved or whatever it is. And so is is identify it first. And it's so difficult to identify it. And, and put a name to it, but you have to do that first. Yeah. And then from there is have a conversation with those people. Um, if you are in a clique, it's like, hey, like I'm seeing this and, and I'm realizing that our community is not growing, we're not growing, so how do we change that? And so that's what I would say to the, to the Christian. Yeah. I kind of want to push it now to the other side of this, and I think this may be even sometimes more important, um, is how from the outsider point of view, again, like you could be in a church environment and there's a clique that's formed. How can you, from the outside point of view, approach this in a way that's not, because I think on this end, you could also be gossiping about the clique. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we said like within cliques, most of the conversations, I mean, will end up being gossip. But I think even on the other side, like the group that's on the outside is also gossiping about the clique. Um, and so how would y'all say, should we approach um, from the outside looking at a clique? Should we address them directly? Um, do you go to a pastor? What's what's sort of the response from the outsider towards a clique? Now that's, a, that's, a, that's a challenging one mm-hmm. um, because, again, like the... The click has a boundary line. The the click has uh, walls that have been put up that you gotta you gotta know the passcode to get into. Mm. Um, and a lot of times, this is from a from a pastor standpoint, from experience standpoint. Um, I'm I don't. Uh, I have to be careful saying this. Maybe um, my my uh, my vision isn't always on that. I'm I'm gonna go that route. Um, in the same way that we joke about, like I, you guys will know who likes who and things like that, just based on like, it could be random conversations like, oh, so-and-so has a crush on so-and-so. I don't pay attention to that and I don't care. And, yeah. and you, you're like, I can't believe you don't see that. Partially, maybe I'm a moron, but also I'm not even really looking for it, uh, which, which is, which is kind of dangerous. Um, and so here's the, 
because cliques are formed because, uh, within this predefined boundary that man has made up, you can be a part of our group if mm-hmm. this. Um, that, that's one of the things I think that would, that would separate it from biblical community. Um, so you, you can fit within our group if you fit within these things, and, and man makes that up. And so my goal in leading a college ministry is to try to break down as much of those I can within my leadership style to go, here's my personal preference, hmm. but I am often going to lay that down. Where is the Lord leading us? Who has he provided to be leadership in these certain areas? And how is the Lord leading them? Um, and, and sometimes that can be good and sometimes that can be bad. You know, we'll have areas of our ministry that, that we look at and go, I think they could be better and I know how to make them better. Um, and I want to make them better. So I'm going to give them a little bit of encouragement, but I also want them to own ministry. Mm. And so I'm not going to let my preference or my hands define how things go or how things have to function in order to be a part of our ministry. And so I, I kind of hold those things loosely, but it, it may also affect my vision um, towards that. Um, but, but the awareness of it is never a negative mm. um, because of how detrimental clicks can be. Um, here, here's my shot. Um, if you, if you are forming cliques within a church and we're not, we're not immune to that here, if that's happening, what you are doing within that clique is you are, you are pretending to preach Christ, but you are preaching him fragmented. Mm -hmm. You're not, you're not preaching him crucified. And what you're saying is that you can only be a Christ follower if you fit into this Mm. and that 100% we know is not true. I mean, you look around our community, our box looks so different than other people's boxes and they are still effectively reaching people for Jesus. Bless his name for that. And so we can't draw those lines, but what we can do is within our individual ministries, when we begin to see that happen and people feel left out, you crucify those things. Hmm. And so the awareness of them, highlighting them. And so if you see that, um, and, and you are, you've gotten beyond the gossip side of it, which is that kind of set this up and you would go and have a conversation with leaders and go, this is what I think is happening. Can you help me explore that? 100%. Let's look at it. Um, mainly because, and I'll give this to all of the college students out there. A lot of times the things that you see are not the things that leadership sees, mm. not because we're not paying attention, but because we're probably paying attention to something else. Yeah. And so if so-and-so has a crush on so-and-so, John is rarely going to know that because honestly, John doesn't care until you make it official. And then I'm going to care how you date because how you date affects how you break up. And 95% of the people in our ministry are going to break up. And so like, I, podcast, right? I want that to go really well. The same thing is with clicks. A lot of times we don't see them, but the awareness of them can be beneficial because then we can deal with it hmm. and there's nothing wrong with dealing with it. Yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> To reiterate what all John said is I, I think the outsider's point of view, I think is just as, just as probably more difficult than being on the inside of the click It is I look at it from an outsider. That's not a Christian or someone new to the church or who is younger in their faith um, as a believer is like that. That is so like, that's so hard to deal with is because you're like, man, like I really like these people and I look up to them and like they're leaders within the church. They're involved in this ministry. They're involved in this organization. It's like, I want to be a part of them. I want to become friends with them. And then you, you get closer to them and you realize that they're, they're facing in and their arms are locked and there's these walls up around them and you don't know the password. Like John said, it's like, do you know how disheartening that is? Mm -hmm. It's for you as a young believer or someone maybe who's not even a believer trying to experience and, and, and test out church, test out the waters of what community looks like. And you walk up to something you think is community and instead you find a click. 
and like God, dude that's got that sucks like that yeah. that is that's got to hurt so much for a, like a non-believer or someone very young in their faith and then even for somebody who it i mean has been in church for a while it's strong in their faith is like that that's difficult too like it, it's not it's not easy what we do and 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 seeing those clicks is it is so difficult um to see those and address those and like i i've been in I'm not going to say names of organizations or ministries or whatever, but like I've been in to where like somebody in leadership or somebody you work with or or form these cliques and they kind of don't let you in. And it is so difficult. It is so difficult for those conversations and those relationships to be formed and for you to form this community that is that is focused on serving others. It is so difficult from an outsider's perspective. Um, It's very difficult on the inside. I understand. And maybe it is for me is I. I appreciate when people can walk up to me and call me out and, and I do my best. And I think it's because of how my parents raised me. It's like, I want to know that so I can learn and grow. And so please, like if you see me involved in this click or whatever is, is let me know. And it's happened before, but I think even more so for myself, and it, it may just be me is it is so difficult being on the outside of a click. Cause you're like, I don't know how to go about this without sounding selfish. Cause if I approach him and say like, Hey, like this is how I am is now all of a sudden I, I feel like I'm being selfish and that they're going to react that way. And so in turn, you don't go talk to them. And now all of a sudden you start talking about them rather than to mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And I think that's when it gets really, really dangerous from the outsider's perspective is when instead of going and talking to them, you talk about them. Um, it gets very, very dangerous. And that can turn into gossip. It is gossip. It turns very quickly. And so it's a, it's a very tricky thing to play with. Yeah. Um, and if it is there, like if you're in a ministry um, or church or whatever, and, and you're seeing these forms, it's like, hey, I encourage you go talk to them. It, it, don't talk about them, talk to them. And if you talk to them and nothing mm-hmm. changes or you don't think you can, is find somebody in charge. Um, and, and if the people in charge, like John said, are not seeing these things, it's probably because they're focused on other things. And like John, I mean, John was saying is, there, there's there's crushes that we hear about in this ministry. And it's not that me and John are like running around being like, hey, Wells, who, what's the, what's the latest on these crushes? Like who's liking who? Like we're not like that. We X Y Z. Yeah, X Y. Hey, this person X liking Y or Z or whatever. Like it's that's not what we're doing in our free time. Is in our free time we're we're trying to plan things. We're planning all these events for next semester. We're getting ready for Bible studies next semester. We we're focused on other things that breathe community rather than clicks. It is most of what we're focusing on is is how in different ways and, and new ideas and continuing to use ideas that are working well to build up and grow our community rather than focusing on the clicks that are happening. Um, and, and so go go find someone, talk to somebody in leadership if you're if you're seeing these um, pop up, whatever it is. And so again, I think the biggest thing I could say from Altar's perspective is instead of talking about about them, talk to them. Yeah, that's that's really really good. There's a there's just a lot, I think, of intricacies within just this idea. And I know that that our hope and our prayer is that um, y'all find a community to do life with. Um, and ultimately, they help grow you and sanctify you in your walk with the Lord. Um, and so I think that'll be everything from, from this week and this episode. Make sure you guys stay tuned for next week. And then after that, 12 days of Christmas. It's going to be... 12 days of Christmas going to be, be bumping, baby. It's going to be good. I'm excited. Love you guys. See ya. Bye-bye. I didn't say nothing. Still recording.